I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Wednesday morning, Chin. It's a numbers game at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Midlin in the Izzy. How you doing, Kelly? Doing well, my man. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Uh, good show today. Drew Dinsick joins us from NBC Sports, uh, Bet the Edge pod, Deep Dive pods. Mike Pritchard, our own Mike Pritchard, talk NFL with us. Will Hill, college basketball in full swing. We'll get uh, Will's college basketball plays. College basketball and beyond. He's got NBA plays as well. As more conference tournaments tip off, Yesterday was the uh, Horizon League, Patriot League, and Sun Belt. Today it's the Big South, Northeast, Ohio Valley tournaments kicking off, as well as other random college basketball games throughout the country. More than just random. Uh, and then Sia Najad to talk NFL and golf with us. And you, Kelly Bidlin. Here's a, this is what I really should lead with. Kelly Bidlin, co-host, star, co-star of the Long Shots podcast, who has been on fire in golf, We'll do a little Arnold Palmer invitational preview for well, us. Well, I got to tell I will, I will, but I got to tell you, mm-hmm. the, especially if you go to the VSIN website, you can go to the VSIN Pro Picks page, and there's this little standings. And Wes let me know about this, uh, Gil, where apparently over the past month, well, uh, Sia Najad and myself <laughs> are the winningest betters at VSIN. Really? And, or between guests and hosts that we've had on, because Sia, like myself, 
has hit two first-round leaders over the past two weeks, and we were both on Chris Kirk for an outright last week at the Honda Classic. So we're going to do something a little fun in that last segment because C is kind of known for his first-round leader is. bets. He is, yeah. So we're going to do a little first-round leader draft with the three of us, me, you, and him. Let's do it. We're going to see where we can get a first-round leader winner again this week. Do it. Let's go. By the way, you know, so Kelly and I, just to pull back the curtain, Kelly and I, uh, we, we do a little two-hour show here called The Numbers Game every day, in case you missed it. 10 to, 10 to noon uh, Eastern, 7 to 9 a.m. Pacific, Monday through Friday. And then at the end of every show, we're like, oh, we forgot to mention that. Oh, we forgot to mention that. Because it's two hours, not three hours. Um, and so, you know, like Chrissy Andrews' book yesterday, we finally got to it after a couple days. I was like, oh, yeah, I got to mention that. I read it, you know, during vacation. The other thing is um, we wanted to give a shout-out to our own Stormy Bonatoni, who is now the host of the Lombardi Line, along with Michael Lombardi, which comes on after us here at uh, noon Eastern every day on the network. And Stormy, by the way, previously hosted by the great Patrick Maher, who is now hosting Sharp Money with a Mall. Yep. Um, so Stormy does these, she's on the XFL broadcasts. And we want to give her a shout because she has done a great job and, and I want to say has sort of bucked people pushing back on her to get gambling content on those broadcasts. So big up to Stormy. Yeah, it was awesome. I, I don't, you know, I don't know how many people have been watching the games and stuff. I, admittedly, Gil, I haven't watched that many. But the first, <laughs> I know the first weekend I watched just because it was. I saw Stormy reporting on a beer snake cup, uh, like the you know how they do the beer cups, and they're like doing the yeah. snake in D.C. So she's doing a report on that, and I'm like, well, this is hard hitting reporting. I need to watch, yes, because this is what I'm interested in. Uh, I haven't watched that much XFL, but. It's, it's it's circling around last weekend. I saw it on Daily Wager. I saw it multiple places of just of Stormy bringing up the betting odds d- during the broadcast and mm-hmm. explaining kind of the play-by-play crew about what the futures odds mean, what live odds mean on the game. Good on her. I mean, and it's awesome for her because it's awesome for all of us because it's le- I think it's leading the charge into how we're going to see game broadcasts develop over the year, over the next several years, and. Uh, tip of the cap, because she did a great job. She's explaining everything perfectly to these guys that really don't know that much, seemingly. Um, Se- seemingly. Seemingly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, no, it was, tip of the cap, because it, it's an, it's been awesome to see so far on the XFL it's podcast. Awesome. So, shout out to Stormy. Again, she uh, hosts Lombardi Line right after this show. And uh, I don't know Stormy very well. I probably had about three. If, if you set the total on the number of conversations I've had with her in my life, three and a half, I would set the line on. I, we, we don't interact, but she's lovely. And so uh, good on her doing her part to advance the cause. Uh, my, my only XFL story during my vacation, I hope Fezzik doesn't, doesn't uh, mind me uh, sharing this. Fezzik is the most mathematical guy in the world. He, he's been on this show many times. He goes on uh, with Patrick in a mall now uh, every Monday, I believe it is. One of, one of the great uh, mathematical sports bettors there is. He's a former actuary. Um, but even even Steve, you know, will have his moments where he will go off the mathematical rails a little bit. And so he was watching the first part of this uh, St. Louis Battlehawks San Antonio Brahmas XFL game. I believe it was the first game of the season. Was it the first game of the season? I think it was. Anyway, I was on vacation and he we watched he watched a few drives of it. He's texting. He's like, "Oh my God, St. Louis so much better than this team. You've got to bet it and bet it again." <laughs> So he did all that, right? So I'm like on a beach, and I'm like, all right, Steve says so. Sure, it's good enough for me. (laughs) So I bet, you know, following the score, I'm betting global tennis, but then I I threw in that XFL bet. And it was, uh, you know, 
how you think it would go, right? San Antonio ends up leading by, uh, what is it? They lead by 12 deep into the fourth quarter. And you're like, well, I guess St. Louis wasn't really all that much better. But because it's the XFL, baby, and you're down 12, anything is possible. Why? Your standard score a touchdown, three-point conversion from the 10-yard line, which gets you nine of those 12 back. Then you eschew, just want to use that word, the onside kick for the fourth and 15 conversion, which they get, and then they matriculate and score A.J. McCarron to Ricky Prohl's kid, Austin Prohl, touchdown (laughs) St. Louis, winner. And A.J. McCarron basically was weeping after the game because this meant so much to him. It was phenomenal. Weeping. Oh, Uh, man. XFL action. It's fantastic. Has any league used that phrase yet? (laughs) (laughs) So what what do they do? The two from the five? All I know is it's three from ten. So I'm only asking that because I feel like every time I've actually turned it on, I see them going for three from the ten. And I don't. I always think mathematically. I always think, especially when it doesn't matter matter that much, right? Like in an end of game scenario or something. I'm like, man, going for three from the ten seems like it would be so much more, so much harder to convert than that two, the, the two from the five. Yeah. Right, right, I'm right. You just have defenses that can sit at the goal line so much more easily. I, I would think. But, but they, I, I guess they wanted to get within a field goal, and they didn't end up needing the field goal in the end either. After they converted the fourth and fifteen, anyway. I, your standard XFL comeback there late. So that was one of the more comical sports betting wins. Um, MVP NBA. NBA MVP. Giannis had a big game last night. Uh, 33 points, 15 boards. The Bucks come back to beat the Nets. They've won a million in a row, is it now? 16 in a row? What is it? Didn't, didn't lose in the, single, in the month of February. So they're just on fire. But Nikola Jokic just messing around with another triple-double. 14 points, 11 boards, 10 assists. As far as his triple-doubles go, very ho-hum triple-double. But he does again. And the MVP market, Nikola Jokic is now minus 350. You flirted with a Giannis bet yesterday, and you thought better of it. Yeah, 16 in a row for the Bucks. Yeah, so this was Monday. We were uh, JVT and I were talking about it on Hardwood Handicappers. Um, and there was there was 11 to 1 here in town, a 14 to 1, and I saw a 16 to 1 on Giannis. And I got close. I'm like, <laughs> man, I don't know. Like, you know, are there we saw this. It, the, the biggest thing that JVT and I were talking about was there should not be this this big separation between Embiid and Giannis that there was. And, and, That's and it, true. And it has changed a bit. At the time we were t- looking at it, Embiid was like plus 350, and, and Giannis was 16 to 1. Right? What, what is this separation? Especially when we saw that Bontemps straw poll, that most of those guys had Giannis ahead of, of Joel Embiid. So when it got down to that range of like 16 to 1, yeah, I thought about it, and I thought about it hard, Gil. But after these past couple games, nah, man. Jokic just doesn't stop. It's another ho-hum triple-double for him last night. It's nothing crazy. Uh, I think it was 14, 14, 10, and 11, uh, I think is what he had last night. 14, yeah, 10 and 14, 11 rebounds, 10 assists. Um, he just doesn't stop. Like, this is not stopping, and he's going to – the problem is, Gil, is when, when we look deep into the, uh, you know, more analytical side and the voters that do that, it's Jokic. He also, though, he's going to have these eye-grabbing, uh, you know, factoids out there, right? Like where he's going to have the most assists for a big man in history. He's going to end up in the top three in assists probably for the NBA let as me, a center let me, this Let me just step, it, step in and make this easy. He has 24 triple-doubles. 
right? 24. 24 triple doubles. The next is 10 from Luca. And if you say to yourself, okay, well, triple doubles is not the end all be all. Okay, great. Here's the thing. He, I have a buddy, Tommy, who he prefaces things he's going to say that are important by going, get, get, he's like, um, get, get ready for this comment, Gil, that I'm about to make. This comment I'm about to make. I, I feel like I should start doing that. With. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get ready for this comment. Um, if, if, if Nikola Jokic is not the MVP, I don't know what an MVP is yep. anymore. Because how can he not be? He, when he's on the court, he controls the entire basketball game. Everything goes through him. Every, now, that's not to say that they're going to win the NBA championship. The postseason is a different animal. But from an 82 regular, uh, 81 regular season game schedule, 80, pardon me, I always get it confused, 82, 82 in the NBA, 82. 80 in hockey, 82 in the NBA. He's, he's the guy, and he's going to win his third straight, and the only other people that have done this before are Larry Bird, Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell, and Nikola Jokic will be the fourth, and bar, even if he got hurt right now, he would have a shot. Yes. We've so, gotten to that point. So, And, and that was my biggest thing for t- the past couple days of debating that Giannis bet or not. It's... Okay, we've now gotten to the point, like you said, where I don't even know an injury affects right. us anymore. So I'm I'm waving the white flag back here. Not that I have – I don't have bets on Jokic this year. Last year I had a bunch. They cash got home. That was nice. I don't really have anything live in this market. I also didn't really invest too heavily in this market this year. But I'm waving the white flag as of today, Gil. This, I think this is done. I think it's over. I think it's Nikola Jokic. I brought this up for you last time. The, uh, we talked about this kind of the on-off stats for these guys. Jokic on the floor. This is from Cleaning the Glass. They do stuff a little bit different because they take garbage time minutes out. Plus 27.6 with Jokic on on the court versus off the court. The next guy that comes even close is Joel Embiid at plus 12.5. That probably puts it in the synopsis better than any number could. Nikola Jokic minus 350. Some people lay that even. Not for everybody, but some people would still lay that. And they'll get home a winner. We'll come back. Drew Densick. On the NBA and the NFL, next, Numbers Game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today, the BetMGM app. It won't take you but a few seconds. Then you stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Skill Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Uh, yesterday, we had a couple uh, Luhu Hooser picks from us, Kelly. One, I had, uh, I had Taylor Townsend up against Sloan Stevens. We ran into the good version of Sloan Stevens yesterday, so the plus 140 dog on the heels of a Katie Volleynets dog winner the day before really never had a shot yesterday. Uh, she loses 6-3, 6-3. Your Moneyline Parlay, and this oh, was the yeah. cautionary tale again, this was our pro tip of the day yesterday. Be careful. People, people love to talk about tanking NBA teams. Now it's become sort of a cottage industry. We talked about it years ago, and people used to tell us we were ridiculous for thinking that this was a thing and it absolutely was a thing but the rules were different then and again the number one pick in the draft got or the worst team I should say in regular season got 25 percent of the NBA draft lottery ping pong balls and Phoenix did that to you know to a T back in 2018 they lost 27 straight to end the season against other non-tanking teams they ended up with DeAndre Ayton the 25 percent of the ping pong balls manifested with the number one pick in the draft now it's 14 percent 14 percent 14 percent and by the way top four is 51.2%, 51.2%, 51.2%, and I think then it drops to, you know, just a shade below that. So the four teams 
that are the worst are so far worse than everyone else. They can afford to win games at this point, and San Antonio got it done yesterday. Yeah, if you had, if you had yeah. the fade Kelly uh, money line parlay, it yeah. worked out really well with the uh, Pacers and Spurs money line parlay. Probably would have paid very nicely uh, last night. Anyway, I do have a uh, tennis pick today, and it is a big dog, and it's back to Katie Volinets. She is a plus 246 dog. You might even be able to find this a little better. She's going to go up against the Russian Anastasia Potapova. Um, Volinets' short-term numbers are really, really good. Potapova came, is, is on fire. She won a tournament a few weeks back. Um, but this is one of these. This is a squirrely week in tennis. There's a lot of really strange results. Very strange results yesterday throughout uh, the tennis world. Novak Djokovic and Uber Ukats had to beat qualies and third set tiebreakers to get through on the men's side. So there's, I mean, it's all kinds oh. of weird things. But I'm playing the numbers, and Volley Nets at that number is a really good bet to me. Uh, should she be a dog? Yeah, she should be a dog. But plus 246 is outlandish, and that is the play in Austin. And that takes place at about noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Uh, going for the big one with Volley Nets today against Anastasia Papa, uh, Potapova. Not Papatova, but Potapova. We have uh, the P and the T reversed there. Drew Densick joins us. He's been known to bet a tennis match or two. Hopefully he'll join me for the Indian Wells beating the book. Indian Wells uh, preview podcast next week. He joins us now, NBC Sports Bet the Edge, and, of course, Deep Dive podcast co-host. How you doing, Drewski? Not too bad. Uh, we may have to find a, an interesting time to record that one because uh, I'll be up in uh, Jackson Hole skiing next week. Oh, but no. uh, that does not change the fact that uh, the Indian Wells is one of the best tournaments on the calendar. And in fact, it does impact tennis handicapping this week. I believe um, so. Yes. He's like, you know, uh, you know how the last week of the NFL preseason is just kind of like, a, mm-hmm. I mean, that's basically where we are, right? Um, so many players yes. treat so many players treat the month of February into March as the preseason and like the kickoff the real true start of their season. Isn't the Australian open. It is Indian Wells. Uh, and because of that, you're getting some, some crazy results. I may be done betting, um, Dubai for the week after losing, uh, Alejandro Davidovich Fakina oh, in unbelievable fashion. Brutal. I had plus two fifty on the money line this morning and, uh, you know, kind of cracked an eye and I was like, Oh, six zero. Cool. Uh, and I was like, oh, oh, bummer. He lost that tie break in the second. Uh, oh my God. How did he not win this match? Uh, ultimately. So it's a, it's one of those weeks for tennis betting and, uh, Acapulco is always Acapulco is a funny tournament. Cause they give you the pair trophy, um, yes. you know, and, and the, 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 you know, the champion, uh, has, has to wear the sombrero and, and lift the pair above his head. <laughs> um, but, uh, other, other than that, this is a, a forgettable week of tennis betting. Um, let me talk about something we talked. We want to get to the NFL draft, but we, we mentioned an, uh, NBA MVP previously on the prior segment. And we basically just said, look, it's Nikola Jokic's it's minus three fifty, And despite Giannis playing great last night, uh, Jokic just keeps on going. You, do you have any counter argument to that? I, I don't, I, I, you know, I can see people, you, you can kind of get a sense of where we are in the cycle. People are tired of talking about it. And so they're looking for reasons to make a case for anyone else. Uh, I just don't see the Sixers or the Bucks in any kind of shape, either just a team quality wise uh, or schedule affording them uh, the ability to capture the one seat in the Eastern conference. Whereas the West is unreachably uh, the Bucks are the ones. I mean, the the Nuggets are the one seed, so uh, that's going to matter uh, in the minds of a lot of the voting block. And uh, so, for those reasons, the advanced stats say Jokic. Uh, you know, the uh, the uh, the eye test says Jokic, and uh, uh, the one seed in the West uh, kind of seals the deal there. Anything NBA tonight for you? Uh, I got a couple of 
uh, roadies late. Uh, I like the uh, magic to give the Bucks a scare. I took plus seven and a half, and I like uh, the Pelicans outright against the Blazers. Uh, I don't know if you saw much of the last half of the Blazers um, Warriors. Uh, Warriors game, yeah. but uh, that team, little tie tie. Uh, that was uh, that was not a good sign for them. And now they got to turn around on a back to back and play a Pelicans team that not only is very hungry but played a very good game in a loss to the uh, to the Magic a couple of nights ago. So I think New Orleans is primed pop a little bit here so that's probably my favorite look on the board is the Pels money line against the Blazers let me ask you this because I asked it before vacation I'll ask it now again two uh, who are the two teams in the Western Conference Finals right now uh Suns Grizzlies but that doesn't make sense because that's probably your two three seeds so I'm gonna stick with it maybe the Suns end up in the four maybe the Kings win the Pacific and get to three seed uh I I am the only person on earth who believes that the Grizzlies are are not uh, you know, not frauds, I guess, or at least not, <laughs> not going to flame out in the playoffs. The only human being. Yes. Uh, everybody yeah. seems to kind of have consensus that this Grizzlies team is going to flame out come playoff time. Like people are licking their chops to bet against them every stage of the way. And I, I got to tell you, they look primed to take the next step forward, get to a Western conference finals. I don't think they can beat the suns. Uh, if they run into the suns in the second round of the playoffs, it's going to be an awesome series. But um, you know, I, I, we're going to see the suns finally in uh, you know, with Durant tonight for the first time, it could take a week or two before they really kind of gel and have chemistry. But Durant is the type of player that I think you can basically drop into this system and be just an absolutely unstoppable force offensively. So um, I'm excited to see it. I don't, I didn't lay the points with the Suns tonight. I think 10's fair, but uh, I do think, um, I do think that they are going to be an extremely tough out in the playoffs. And a lot of people are kind of going with season long uh, numbers and being like, look, no one who's been outside of the top five in net rating has ever won the finals. And it's like, it's a different team. A different team. Yes. <laughs> Wait, well, you can't, you cannot take a season's worth of data without Kevin Durant, a, you know, a clear <laughs> top six player in the league right now and say that that reflects in any way what this team's going to be in the playoffs. And, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, maybe there's an injury waiting to happen and we don't ultimately get to see it, but the Suns look like absolute bullies in the playoffs to me. So I uh, f- fired up. The debut of KD tonight in the Suns uniform, 10-point favorites on the road against the Hornets. Uh, let's hope it's a more spectacular debut than the Luka Kyrie pairing, which has uh, led the Mavericks to a 1-3 <laughs> and three record when the two of them are together on the court. Uh, l- last basketball question. Um, from astonished to supr- astonished, surprised, mildly surprised, not surprised at all, Warriors are in the Western Conference Final. Uh, gosh, man. Surprised. I was I'm, I'm on the verge of astonished surprise there. Hmm. Um, Bleeding into be. astonished. Le- yeah, because I mean, I, there, you can't uh, you can't convince me otherwise that the aging curve is crashing down on the heads of Draymond Green and Clay Thompson. Um, and you know, what? if they have a second win that comes out of nowhere for the playoffs in April and May, then I'll I'll be surprised. Um, and uh, but you know, it's. Th- th- the, the ancillary pieces around Curry are are not what they were last year in my mind. Boy, if that's an aging curve for Clay Thompson, we should all have an aging curve, right? <laughs> well, I yeah. mean, I mean, he could still have unbelievable games. Uh, I just think it, it it's a fascinating thing because if it happens, yeah, I I can already hear it. I'll I'll be saying it. I'll be the first one to be like, we do this every year. Has no one ever learned? Right? It's this dynastic sure. team. That can, and if any team can just fill it in and you know plug and play, it's them. 
even with your point that, that the, you know, the ancillary pieces are not as good around Steph, but if there's a team that can just show up and all of a sudden it's full steam ahead, that would be it. Yeah. I mean, I think Mark is going to give you a big, big, big price. If that's your one eight against the nuggets and I'll probably take it. Yep. Um, yeah. market's going to give you a big, uh, not, not as big a price, but a, a big price against the Grizzlies is that's your two seven. And I'm probably not going to take it. Yeah. Well, the Grizzlies have already won four ch- consecutive championships the way they act. So, <laughs> you know, that should be fun. Can't wait for the playoffs. Still got to get through <clears throat> about a quarter of the season here, wrapping things up. NFL draft talk. Drew's got a lot of thoughts on this as every day, even two months out, there seems to be, uh, Stories here, rumors there. We'll get into it. Drew's bets that he's made, ones that he's thinking about making. Next, Numbers Gate, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. the sports betting network before you make your next bet be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data split bets want to know where the money at bets are moving every game well the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion you can check out not just today's action but future events as well betting splits yet another way that VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Skill Alexander, it's Kelly Bidlin. Uh, when we went to break, I said, uh, you know, we're seemingly the NFL draft. There's breaking news every day or rumors or what have you. Love that phrase, what have you. We actually have some breaking news here, and this is not good. What is this? Yeah, some of this has been coming out here this morning, but uh, officially there is now an arrest warrant out for uh, Georgia defensive tackle Jalen Carter uh, for two charges of reckless driving and racing. This coming from Seth Emerson, and I'm looking at a media uh, press release right now from the um, Athens Clark County Police Department securing arrest warrants for Jalen Carter for reckless driving and racing. This is a dates back to an incident that had happened in January um, that took the life of a teammate and a and a staffer in a crash. Uh, so I don't know. There, there. You, you can go and you can read the full story. I know it's it's been out kind of making the rounds everywhere this morning. You can kind of get the details on the background, but officially an arrest warrant has been filed. For Jalen Carter. Yeah. This, this is where it sort of becomes the sort of awkward and artful sports betting side of things where we, we sort of have to say there will be a portion of our audience now that upon hearing that will race to bet Will Anderson first defensive player drafted. Yeah. Carter also uh, originally scheduled to speak at the NFL Combine uh, right now. I'm seeing 1030 Eastern time. So I'm going to guess that's not happening anymore, but maybe check it out. Hmm. Drew Dinsick uh, rejoins us, kind enough to stick around for a second segment for both NBC Sports Bet the Edge podcast and the Deep Dive podcast, which he does with uh, Andy Molitor. By the way, Andy Molitor, it should be mentioned, Drew, one of the funniest dudes around. Can we give, <laughs> can we give, can we give him that title? I, I, no, no, uh, no arguments here. Yeah. Um, all right. There's that news. Yeah. What have you bet so far? Uh, Will Anderson, first defensive player, is my biggest stake out there. Mm. Um, I'm not even really joking, and this is a weird conversation to have, particularly in light of this, because this is a very sad and serious situation. Yeah. Um, I don't think that realistically this impacts Jalen Carter's ability to, you know, get drafted high, you know, have a potentially a, a long and pro- profitable uh, NFL career. This is like misdemeanor charges. Misdemeanor. Um, 
but uh, this has been quietly talked about for about a month and a half. Uh, you know, clo- you know, readers of the Atlanta Journal Constitution have uh, heard of this going back at least a month ago, and I'm I'm not sure why it took so long to really catch mainstream fire. The fact that it was sat on until 15 minutes before his media day appearance at the combine yes. feels a little bit like yeah. a little, a little, uh, you know, you want to, you want to, you want to be cynical about betters who are running to the window, uh, to, to bet on this news. It feels a little cynical that the news dropped when it did for yeah. maximum impact, uh, to really, uh, you know, to impact this kid. Um, that said, you know, he, he did something that pretty horrific, uh, you know, drag racing a teammate who ultimately dies. And then, uh, you know, lying to police, you know, fleeing the scene and lying to police about it is not a great look if that's what exactly, you know, if that's what transpired. Um, and that's what's being, uh, you know, put out there by law enforcement right now. So, um, you know, that impacts his uh, draft status or certainly in terms of being taken in the top five, in my opinion. Uh, I think on the heels of this news, as well as the reports that, um, you know, Bryce Young is going to weigh in in the 200 pound range at the combine. Um, you know, during his appearance, I think that that firms up the top two picks in the draft. You're probably going to see Houston and Chicago swap here. Uh, Houston takes Bryce Young one and uh, Chicago takes Will Anderson two. Um, I don't think I, I, I put the probability of that, you know, kind of happening above 50% now. I would put Bryce Young going one well above 50%. Um, and uh, Will Anderson being your first defensive player, I'd put that in the 80% range. Um, Chicago and Houston, it's kind of funny and karmic, I guess, because, you know, Houston is in this position because Lovey Smith won that final game of the mm-hmm. season with the two point conversion. And, uh, you know, the way that uh, Houston treated their coaches the last two years, it feels like this is a little bit of the football gods, um, you know, exacting some revenge and taking a pick away from them and giving it to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't think Chicago is going to get fair offers for teams to move up to one the way that the kind of the winds are swirling right now. You have certainly quarterback picks going two and four. If the if the order were to stay the way it is to Houston and Indy, um, increasing likelihood that Seattle is in the mix to take a quarterback, particularly based on just the fact that they see themselves as unlikely to ever be at the top of the draft for the next four or five years. Uh, and they don't see Geno Smith as a long, long term option. And so they're going to go get a guy uh, to develop, to draft and develop. And then, um, you know, Lions are in that exact mix as well. Lions in Seattle are interesting because they can go anywhere. They're teams that look that that feel like they are in contention in 2023. So they're going to try to get talent, but they also know that this is sort of their last bite at the apple to get elite quarterback uh, talent without giving away tons of assets. Uh, and so five and six are absolutely in the mix for quarterbacks. We know seven and nine in the, you know, with the, with the uh, Raiders and the Panthers don't have answers at quarterbacks at the moment. So what is that then? That's six teams out of the top nine for four quarterbacks. I don't need you to do the math to tell you that that's not enough quarterbacks to go for all those teams. So that creates, I think a pretty significant bidding war for the three seed. Um, from what I hear, all of the teams outside of Houston, you know, aside from some slight interest with the Colts have kind of, you know, they don't love Bryce young enough to give the bears, a, you know, a godfather offer to move up to number one. Um, so I think that that makes the, the, the Carolina, excuse me, the Arizona pick at number three, sort of the target for everyone who wants to get ahead of the Colts to take their choice of the, uh, you know, the two, three, four at quarterback. And it could be anyone like I, I, there's, there's, I don't know that teams have even decided. Um, but I would, I would expect that, um, Panthers, 
Raiders, uh, and even the Lions and the Seahawks would consider uh, flipping uh, with the Cardinals at three in order to get their choice of guys. So um, at this moment, I would say you're looking at quarter four out of the first five picks, probably quarterbacks. And then the fifth is Will Anderson to the bears. I, I, uh, I think everything yeah. you're saying makes a lot of sense. And by the way, for those who are listening and, and asking, Hey, why would Houston at two then if they know Chicago is not going to draft a quarterback, why would they have to trade up? Well, they'd have to trade up to prevent the other teams from trading yeah, up. Basically. Right. Are right. you convinced that that pick for Houston would be Bryce young? Uh, I am. I think he's the lowest risk prospect of all of these guys. You know, even with the, his height, yeah. he's the lowest yeah. risk. Well, I mean, in in just in terms of being able to play the, the position at a at a pro level, um, you know, his the the height and the weight. If the height is unfixable, that is correct. Plenty, of, plenty, plenty of guys though. At this point, there is enough of a track record between Russell Wilson and Drew Brees and even Kyler Murray to a degree. Like, there's enough of a track record of short quarterbacks succeeding in today's NFL that I don't think height scares anyone. And the weight, but the weight question mark was an issue, and he's presumably going to answer that in a couple of days when he weighs in here. So, um, and also, weight has never scared me, and I don't think very many people about you know NFL body because. You know, yeah, he's a young guy like that. This is fixable. Like you put a guy on a specific diet and training regimen, you're going to get, you know, get him to play at 200 pounds. And, you know, even with a frame that Bryce Young has. So I don't think that weight ultimately is is going to scare people away from ranking him as the best of these quarterbacks. He's got an elite arm. He's got elite uh, kind of ability to read and 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 just perform the the job of quarterback at a pro level. So um, all the rest of the guys there have some question marks. Uh, either, you know, just in general, you know, they have high, maybe higher ceilings. You know, if you've heard people talk about Anthony Richardson and Will Levis is having, uh, you know, Josh Allen type of ceilings and, you know, Bryce Young maybe is, is not, does not have that for whatever people th- see and think, cause he's not as big, but, um, he still has a huge arm. So I, I don't, I don't think it really scares people. And I think the fact that mm. Indy is already on the record as, yeah, we like the kid from Alabama. Yeah. You know, they, they've, they've put up enough floaters there that Houston, <laughs> Houston, once they kind of settle in on Bryce young as our guy, I think that makes the most sense for them to flip flop to one. Um, and honestly, like giving enough of up enough assets to move up to the one, if you're outside of the top four, I, I don't see it. It's just, it's too much to, to move up. And, and Bryce young is not that elite of a prospect that I think anyone outside of the top four could pull it off. Um, all that said, the bears, the bears, man, uh, they are in a very interesting situation. If I were the general manager, the you know, people have kind of spent a lot of time this week talking, or, you know, last couple of weeks, should they trade fields? Should they trade the one, you know, what do you do here? I, I mean, I have, the answer is staring you in the face, trade both. Like this is absolutely the peak value you are going to have for Justin Fields. If you want additional assets to rebuild your team, you need to rebuild your team. You are absolutely staring at the one pick for next year. All of these other teams that would realistically be in the one are taking quarterbacks this year. All of the teams that would realistically, uh, you know, be in the mix to take Caleb Williams are going to have guys that they are trying to develop. And so I think the bears really should think about moving both. Okay. But uh, like getting but, maximum value, but likelihood that they did both. What would you put the zero, percent? Yeah, zero. Relatively low. Yeah. yeah. Relatively low. Yeah. They're yeah. not doing that, but it yeah. makes sense. I like the idea. <laughs> yeah. I really like if you, the idea. If you have a longer term viewpoint yeah. on this. Yeah, for sure. Whether they start fields or trade them, they're the most likely team picking first next year. 
Drew, always a pleasure, man. We got to work out this Indian Wells thing with the podcast. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we got to work it out. <laughs> got to. Hey, best luck, guys. Thanks, man. Drew Densick, everybody, at whale underscore capper. Coming back on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
a numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Even a wager that misses can still be a slam dunk with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Place an NBA one-game parlay wager with four legs or more, and if you miss one leg, you'll receive up to $25 back. Just opt into this promotion on BetMGM's app or website. With one-game parlay, you can make selections within a single NBA game, including team and player props. Opt into the promotion, then place an NBA one-game parlay wager of four legs or more, and you'll get up to 25 bucks back if you miss one leg. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. One, one thing, I, it's bad form to sort of like question something the, the guest said before the break, but I didn't want to interrupt Drew. I don't want to be rude. But the, the notion that he, he said that like teams don't care about the height of the quarterbacks, I found that surprising that he would say that because I think they are obsessed with this. I don't know. I don't know what to think about it because is, has it seemingly stopped teams in the past? No, but like it seems like we've been having the conversation more and more here over the past couple of years of it being something that is a problem. You, I mean, you can bring up Drew Brees and Russell Wilson and to extent Kyler Murray, but it's like those are those are the exceptions, not the rule, right? And Drew Brees, by the way, I still have no idea how Drew Brees did what he did at that height. I seriously, no idea. And Russell Wilson, super mobile, and, and Kyler Murray, to say the jury is still out would be an understatement, right? So um, maybe we can get Chrissy in here to comment on Kyler Murray a little later. So I don't know. I mean, I thought that was I, – I still – that's why I bet C.J. Stroud because I wonder if in the end that will spook someone because he was – Bryce Young is listed at 5'10 and a half. Kelly, how tall are you? Jeez. Well, you know, on my license it says 5'10, but uh, I think it's more like 5'9". I don't know when's the last time a grown man's taken their height. Okay. Like, what's the way? Like, where you, you go home? I mean, there's like, nobody else yeah, like, you? Put a pencil next to, like, the wall. It's a wall. <laughs> Pencils marks all over it. I have um, no idea. But probably 5'9", in that range. Okay. So, I mean, again, I guess get back to my Heath Shuler. Again, my, my moment in time when I saw Heath Shuler under center for Washington after he got drafted third and literally took one look at him, and I'm like, that dude's going to be our quarterback. And, I, and by the way, Gus Farratt, who was drafted in the seventh round that same year, he was drafted third overall. Gus Farratt, you could tell in interviews, knew. He's like, yep, just here to back up Heath. He knew. He was, he, you could <laughs> tell he knew. He's like, there's no way this guy's going to make it. I don't really, okay, I don't really Not know. to say that Bryce Young is Heath Shuler. Please don't, I'm not making that comparison. Yeah. I'm just saying you've got to be, and maybe Bryce Young is. Maybe he is going to be fantastic, and Lord knows he had a spectacular college football career. But so did a lot of people. And I'm just, I'm just wondering if you, if you go first with him. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think if, if when all the experts, you know, they keep all the experts keep comparing his arm to Patrick Mahomes, I mean, if that is really true, then yes, this guy is probably going number one, no matter what, what his height is, no matter what his weight is. I think for, for you and me, I think it's it's uh, and through this whole draft process, it's some of it. It's the timing of bets is the important thing. And mm-hmm. At least for at least I don't want to speak for you, but at least for me this week, it was 
take a piece of Stroud before the combine yep. where all these measurements are going to come out and then officially come out, not just speculative about what Bryce Young is. And then maybe there's teams that start to change their mind on him. And we see these odds and we see reports and, get out. And, and then maybe the odds it takes some Bryce Young after that. Yeah, I, I, it's very, it's not a bad way to go about it. I did get some CJ Stroud at plus 682, but we'll see. I mean, we've already seen, even since we made those bets, like those numbers were come down even. So, like, oh, they've, yeah. they've they've shrunk back together. How about some go- more golf-breaking news? I like it. Ready for this? So, the PGA Tour now, um, I'm not happy about this. This is They are really starting to fight, fight the live model, and so they're basically going to adapt to it. A lot of their elevated events that they will have next year, 10 of them, sounds like 10, 10-ish is what I'm saying right now. Uh, PGA Tour events that will have no cut and limited fields. So you're going to have basically the same guys. It's going to be 35, 40 guys playing no cut events and 10 plus T- PGA Tour events next year. Oh. Which, I, from a betting standpoint, I absolutely hate. It is terrible. From, from an every standpoint, not only a betting standpoint, but from a historical standpoint, exactly. from anything. Exactly. So, and this, I'll get back to what I said. As as loathsome as many find live golf to be, and I might be in your camp. The fact is, is that they, by doing what they did, talk about the people who went over and took the money, whatever. But the, the notion that the, the, the changes they made, which were basically with the macro statement, whether tacit or spoken of y'all aren't paying your golfers enough and we're going to pay them what they really deserve. Like, the PGA was kind of exposed in that way. They yeah. had to change. They had to raise the purses. They did the ele- the elevated tournaments thing was a great idea, but now if you're changing format like I, that, yes. And from your betting perspective, where you and Matt and, and Wes and you and Matt do the model stuff, this just makes it a different animal it entirely. Does. I mean, you're chopping down fields, so odds get way shortened on guys. It's just going to be. It's going to be harder and harder to find an edge. And like you said, like, like Gil, this is the past few weeks, especially the past couple weeks, I think you've seen the designated event status really work out well where you had, think about, uh, I, I, this is going to be tough for me to not bring up a ton of times this year. Chris Kirk decided to skip the Genesis Invitational with a much bigger purse that was an elevated event because he's the type of player yeah. that knows he's not good enough to go out there in where he thinks. Most 99% of the time, he is not good enough for four rounds of golf to go out there and beat the likes of John Rom, Rory McIlroy, Scotty Scheffler over and over again. But he knew that his game fit better at the Honda Classic and it was going to have a weaker field than what the elevated events around it were going to have. And he stood a better chance. And the guy went out there and won his first golf tournament in eight years. So like, I actually think the strategy from players great like strategy. that becomes fascinating, yes. right? And it becomes the it's going to make these tournaments more fascinating. But not if you do this. Not if you do this. No, because this, uh, yeah, because you know all of your great long shot plays that you either flirt with or get home on a week to week basis, those numbers are no longer in play. Yeah. Generally yeah. speaking, you got some thoughts on Arnold Palmer? Yeah, yeah, we'll get through this quick. We'll just run through some of my bets here. We've got Cenezhad coming up later, so we'll talk more Arnold Palmer. Uh, Arnold Palmer later. Uh, this is another designated event, though. We head up the Florida Turnpike up to the Orlando area to Bay Hill for the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Uh, this is a 120-player field, a little bit shorter than what we've seen on some of these. Twenty million dollar purse, though, still massive. Uh, look, this is a this is a tough course. 
Uh, we've seen this for a few weeks in a row now. You're going to get some shorter scores. Scotty Scheffler won this last year at five under par. Uh, this is a tough. Condi- these are tough conditions, especially when the wind picks up, which, which it's supposed to. Looks like Friday is supposed to be absolutely brutal does in that, the afternoon. Does that ratchet back your volume of bets? It does. It absolutely does. Gill pre-tournament. Um, I also think it depends. I'm going to wait till later. I, I already made some bets, but the, the so what it's going to really do, if you look at it right now, the wind's supposed to be real bad Friday afternoon. So you might want to do, and what I tried to do, was target golfers that go off in that afternoon wave on Thursday and play that morning wave on Friday. So as far as what I bet right now, uh, Xander Shoffley, look, this is still this is one of the courses where approach matters more than almost any other on the tour. Xander Shoffley's been one of the b- best approach players, especially at the distances that I'm looking at over the past few months in the world. He's not a guy with a lot of experience at this course, but I think he's a great fit from that standpoint. 25 to 1, I took him in the outright market. Victor Hovland, probably my favorite golfer this week. I did uh, did frame a few bets around him. Took him 31 to 1 in the outrights. Bigger bet, though, on a top 20 on him. And then a couple of bombs. Shane Lowry, 80 to 1. We saw him play well last week. And he's another guy, though, does not play well consistently at this track. Uh, but his game should fit it well. And then Gary Woodland, who had a top 10 finish here last week. Uh, Gil, you're probably chuckling over there because this is my FOMO guy. Yep. Really popped in the model this week, though. Sprinkled 110 to 1 a little bit on him on the outrights. Love him as a top 40 bet this week. Um, and then played a couple, uh, couple matchups. You can catch all this over at vcin.com. Make sure to go and download, check out long shots too. Get everything from Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds, and myself every single week, Monday and Tuesdays, uh, on the podcast, breaking down the tournament kind of from the week before and the tournament coming up. But I know all three of us were on Victor Hovland this week, so that's kind of the the pod play this week. The pod play. Long shots available at VEASAN.com slash podcast. All the great VEASAN podcasts for free. Download, listen whenever you want. That's how podcasts work. Make uh, six hours uh, time if you want to listen to Coast to Coast Hoops with Greg Peterson, though. He gets really into it um, on the college basketball side. I, I just got to say this as we go to break here. That story really bothers me kelly like and i know this is where i get sort of corny and purist sporty you know what, but like the beyond, golf one? beyond the betting me too the betting sucks right the betting implications suck and i just i hate that it will now change the way that we that we can co- put things in context historically how fun was the eric the, the eric cole story last week it was great that was an awesome story see ya see ya those kind of stories uh. Coming back, Mike Pritchard, Talk NFL. On the other side, Numbers Game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.